All right, yo, what's going on? Sorry, running a little bit late today. Had some technical difficulties getting the stream started. Uh, it always kind of happens every time I have to do something a little bit different, and I had to do something a little bit different today because uh, schedule got kind of messed up, and I do think I'm going to have to cut it a little bit short today for today's live stream, and that's because a package arrived today that something that my mother-in-law bought. My mother-in-law bought a swing set for the kids, uh, to put in her yard, which I think is uh, completely uh, unnecessary, but uh, definitely well appreciated. The girls were super excited, and as soon as like the truck dropped off the the thing, the girls were like uh, starting to open up the package and like demanding that it get put up. So my father-in-law started tackling it, and uh, you know I just kind of ran out of time, didn't have time to make a thumbnail, so I tried to do the scheduled live stream thing as soon as I could. Um, but that also meant that I couldn't do like a thumbnail and get it all done how I normally do. And that kind of also screwed everything up technology wise. So lots of, um, excuses and things, but, uh, that's why I'm here, uh, a little bit late, but I made it. And so that's what we're doing. So I left my father-in-law like out in the yard, uh, with the two girls that are constantly like, can we put this on? Can we put this on? Can we put this on? And my father-in-law's like, in -law's like, let's slow down. Let's slow down. Um, so I got to get back out there and help them, but. How is everyone else uh, doing today? We've got uh, Larry Lawrence, Jay Page, Chris Yao. Um, yeah, he said he was starting to think there was no live stream today. And um, yeah, I just uh, got caught up uh, with putting together a swing set, which is my first time doing that. And um, strangely, in something in a way that's not very comforting, uh, it, like all the parts for it came in the same way and with the same like type of tools that uh, we also bought uh, a new toy kitchen for the um, for my daughter, my younger daughter, um, and I had to assemble that like a week ago. So um, it's kind of like the same. And so we got the thing set up, we got it standing up, and uh, as soon as they did that, I realized like everything is loose. Um, and so my father-in-law right now is like double checking all my work, <laughs> which is a good, which is how I would want him to do anyway. Uh, Recycle on Wednesdays here. Martha's here. R Rain runner, Chris Dyke, uh, and T Davis. He's checking in early from Baltimore. Um, he says, is Kofuzi returning to Chicago or just missing the lakefront? Yeah, I, I mean, we're not sure what's going on. We're going to check to see what kind of how things shake out with school. Mike House is here. He's coming in from Edgewater in Chicago. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, Leona Wong says, good to be back today. Hope everyone is well. Yeah. Um, I uh, uh, Two updates. Two updates. So, because um, uh, Martha is saying Mizunos would be neglected without the lawn mowing. Uh, one update is my, because uh, Leona Wong says, hope everyone is well. Uh, my brother-in-law is doing much better. Yesterday, they finally got the crane guy to show up. So the crane guy came, they removed the tree from the house and they were able to do that safely. And the power turned back on. So it was a total of eight or nine days uh, without power, but they finally got it back on. The tree's off the house, the tree's off the car. I think they're having someone like a charity or some sort of nonprofit organization is coming to pick up the car. I think they're gonna junk it and scrap it or whatever. Um, so someone is gonna pick up the car that is totaled from them. Um, so like on the, you know, on the upswing now. So everything is getting much better. I don't think that they have internet backup yet and like phone lines and stuff, but, um, cell surface is improving 
and at least he has air conditioning. And the thing is, um, you know, um, his daughter was staying with his, uh, with her mother. Um, and I mean, his, my brother-in-law and his ex-wife, they both live in the same town. Um, but they were staying with, uh, the other side grand grandparents because they had electricity and they live somewhat closer by. Um, and so that would have meant that my brother-in-law wouldn't have been able to like really see his daughter for however long they didn't have power. So there was like extra urgency to getting the power back on and getting the house, you know, and back in a safe and livable condition again. So we're, we're getting close to that. So we're very happy about that. Um, and yeah, things are good. Things are good. And then, um, in terms of the Mizunos, um, I'm still wearing them. Like every time I like go, uh, have to do something. I mean, I don't have work boots, number one, and I don't, uh, even if I did, I wouldn't have brought them here. So anytime I need something that like, you know, I should probably not be wearing flip-flops, I'll put the Mizunos on. But I don't think I'll have to be mowing the lawn uh, in Guttenberg anymore. Someone is uh, resuming those duties, which is kind of good news. Um, so I think I'm done mowing the lawn. I think I'm done with my log and tree removal days. So like, I'm not sure how much more I'll wear those Mizunos. Today, when I went for a bike ride, I did it. I did a bike ride two miles with my, my daughter this morning. And uh, I just did it in the shoes that I ran with this morning, which were the Nova Blast. So, like, I don't know how much more, I, I don't know how much more I'll be using those shoes. But I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll find something. We still do have a couple of projects around the house that we got to take care of. So, I think I'll use them, use them there. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, Terrence Hui says, happy hump day. Yeah, I mean, the day's... This week for me, the days are just kind of like all messed up. So having a hard time kind of like figuring them all out. Um, yeah. All right. DEW running is coming in from Kentucky. Good to see you. Uh, Rain Runner asked a question. I saw a lot of uh, responses already. I think, how do you know it's time to retire a shoe? Everyone has different guidelines slash, slash shoe lifetime. Um, and I will kind of give two answers to that. I've seen some of the other answers here. And I think that they both, a lot of them make a lot of sense. Uh, the way that I usually go about it is around 250 miles. I'll start like thinking about what's my next shoe going to be. And, um, or because around that time, cause you know, you might have one week left in the shoe. You might have a couple months left in the shoe, but you never know. Cause it's, I mean, even the same shoe, if I got like 10 of the same shoe, I'm not sure they would all like die at the same exact mileage point. And so at, once I get to the 250 mile mark, I start then to be a little bit more careful when I'm running in them to listen to my body for like little aches and pains, little annoyances or, or kind of like, oh, that's new. My heel doesn't normally hurt like that. And I might not even feel them during the run, but I might feel them like later on, like after I get up and after I've been sitting and be like, oh, my heel's a little bit tender. Uh, and those are the kinds of like little signals that I get from my body telling me, hey, the shoe is not protecting us as much as it used to. It might be time to get rid of it. So, Bert Leges is here in his Dunbar. Good to see you guys. Mark Chancoco. Alex Williams is joining from West Virginia. Very cool. Um, yeah. Runderestimated says, good morning from New Zealand, back in lockdown. So I'm working from home and can join the live stream. Is anyone outside of the U.S. finding it impossible to, fi to find stock for marathon shoes? Um, yeah, sorry sorry that there's a, a lockdown in New Zealand again. Um, but, I mean, 
you know, under the under the same rules, the United States would have been in lockdown for a much, much longer time. We would have been in lockdown. I guess we're like having the benefits of lockdown without any of the hard work. Um, but uh, hopefully you guys are able to get past this really quickly um, while we're all kind of like keep like lingering on in our state of like hobbled um, response to, to what's going on. But uh, I am, uh, I, I, I think that this year there aren't as many um, of certain kinds of marathon shoes. There seems to be as many next percents as you want to get. That seems to be the easiest shoe to get right now. But like other than that, it just feels like some of the other ones are a little bit difficult to get, even for, for me in the U.S. So, yeah. Um, Chris Dyke says, I tried reviving my Beacon Ones with only 200 kilometers. Fortunately, they continue to give me blister on the ends of my toes so long. Oh, that's, that's a really surprising. That's not a long time. I felt like when I ran in the Beacon that they just kept going. And I was like, I could keep running in these forever. Uh, my mom's here from New Jersey. Hi, mom. Ken Pfaff says, YouTube has two live streams running. Yeah, that was like a weird thing that was going on before. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with that. That was one of the weird issues that happened. I think when I set up this one, like it, um, I must've put something to set like auto start a live stream and then I started this, but this is where everyone was. And so I, I don't know what's going on with that other one. So we'll see. I don't, I wonder what's even in the other one. Hmm. Um, I wonder if there's people there. I don't think there should be. I mean, I, and I wonder if I'm getting, am I getting a stream or is it just like a, a black screen? I wonder. Uh, Steve says, sorry, I'm late. I got home in time, but was on 5.75 miles, but had to run up and down outside, obviously. All right. So. What, what at what point I see I I would leave 5.75 miles easily and these days I'll leave it like if I'm at 0.93 if I'm at 0.9 I think 0.93 would be my cutoff what is your guys cutoff for when you're like oh well I gotta just run a little bit more because like and I know like some people I mean when I was at the house in Guttenberg all the routes that I would run were like 11.96 miles and so like if I just ran and started at like started at the mailbox, ran out and ran back and stopped at the mailbox again, it'd be like a 0.96. And I just kind of left it for a couple of days like that. Cause I was like, yeah, I already ran pretty much 12 miles. That's enough, you know? Um, but I know there are people that will definitely finish that out and round the number. But what, what are your guys limits on the, on rounding up like 0. 0. 0.75. I would just, I would leave that. Um, but yeah. Jay Campo says, thoughts on Courtney um, DeWalter's 250 out of 500 mile trek. And then someone was saying, like, I thought it was like closer to 300. Um, I think that's closer to correct. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, in his Dunbar saying, I think she covered 309. Um, I think it's amazing that she went as far as she did because she had, what, like bronchitis or something like that? There there was a clip that I saw from Solomon on Instagram that she was like, it was like the middle of the night. It was pitch black. So it might not have been middle of the night, but it was pitch black. And they had a light on her, and the wind was just blowing sideways. And it had to have been like 20-mile-per-hour winds, maybe more. And she looked freezing. 
and um like the wind was just cutting through her and she's like all right time to go and she just left and she kept running and so um yeah so i'm not sure um yeah so it was like insane and then you know i think shortly after that is when she got um sick now people are telling me that there is another live stream with 15 people in there and it's running the exact same as this so um sorry about that guys I'm not really sure what to do. I don't know how to fix it at this point either. So if you are, it's like parallel. It's like I'm trying to like talk to a parallel universe. If you're in the other live stream and I'm not seeing your like your comments or if I'm not like responding to your comments, um, it's because I don't see it. So um, try like seeing if there's another live stream that's going on right now that's happening. I don't even know how like it would allow to do that. But if you don't see me, if I'm not responding to you, Come over to this one. You're in the wrong one. Not that it's wrong. It's my mistake. I don't know how I did, I did it. Um, but this is this is this is really weird. I don't I don't understand what's kind of happening. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm really sorry that I messed up the live streams today. Um, Shannon says, "Hey, co family, tuning in while on a bike in Forest Park." Don't worry, I pulled over. Love the color of the hat. What's the front look like? This is the um, hat that Univid sent me the last time they sent me a care package. So it's kind of like Colorado colors, like Colorado flag colors. Um, I don't ask me to name them because I can't, but uh, blue and white and some sort of orangey red. I like it. It's comfy. It's always kind of a little bit big. I can never get it to snug quite right. Um, it seems to be adjustable, but I have a hard time adjusting it. But it is a very comfy hat overall, and it's not showing up very well on camera, but it's a, it's a very strong blue color, and it's very nice. Um, yeah, so I've been enjoying it. Uh, let's see. Colin Baker says, I finished at 49.93 for the week last week. Tough 14.5-mile trail run on Sunday. I just had nothing left. You didn't have .07 left? I feel like, I feel like that would bother me much more than like having like ending at 0.93 for like one day is one thing, but like ending even at 49 miles, at 49 miles, I would go find a mile to, I, well, I say that, but I've definitely left it at like 59, 49 miles before, but that would, I don't know that I would do anything about it, but that would irk me, Colin. <laughs> oh man. Chen Zhao says the matrix is real then. Yeah, it is. It is. Jazzy says, is this the right one? You are. Um, so I'm just going to go through and try and catch everyone that just came in. Uh, Steve says, the other stream is grumpy guy that hates running. <laughs> it's like a bizarro Kofuzi over there. Oh, man. Uh, that'd be, I mean, that'd be weird. I'm going to have to, I, maybe I'll go watch the other one. Um yeah Christia says how awesome would it be if Ko's other live stream he was in different clothes and contradicting everything in this one anyone watch that tv series counterpart what's counterpart i've never seen heard that one um but yeah uh like i i, I don't really understand I, I will admit i do not understand string theory in terms of like from like a theoretical astrophysics kind of perspective but um my lay understanding of it is basically kind of like there are multiple worlds and they're all kind of like the time that homer simpson traveled back in time and 
he went to the one world when they were like, donuts, what are donuts? And he freaked out and left that world. And then they were like, oh, look, it's raining again. And it was raining donuts. Like, I feel like that's what string theory is. And I feel like somewhere there's another life. I mean, these, these are like what, what we're experiencing right now is in the string theory, the two strings are, are touching each other and there's a vibration. And, they're, and they're, that's what that second live stream is. So like it's the other universe. We're touching the other universe or bumping up against it or vibrating against it. I'm not sure how to explain it. But yeah, that's clearly, clearly that's what's happening. Um, Inez Dumber says someone on our run 1000 miles group finished a day on 999 miles that's crazy because I mean I mean I guess on the one hand it's it's not like they weren't going to run again the next day or maybe they weren't Um, yeah but like that would because like what if you because then you have to like run another day and it doesn't sound that it's like you have to run another day, you know, quote unquote. I mean, it's not so bad, but that's that's tough. That's tough. Uh, Bert, I guess, says Carol Sabi was planning to FKT the Colorado Trail this summer, too. Uh, he already has the AT and PCT FKTs. I think that's at, at, uh, Appalachian Trail and Pacific Coast Trail. But he changed his plans to run an FKT in Europe. He's doing the Via Alta in the Dolomites at the moment. Ooh. Lewis Cameron says the other guy enjoys, <laughs> the other Kofuzi enjoys deep dish pizza. <laughs> Simon Evans says, if we set a metronome running in this stream, and another running in the other stream, would they be in sync? <laughs> uh, and Recycle on Wednesday says, I don't track miles at all. Really? Oh, PCG is Pacific Crest Trail. Thank you. Sorry for the uh, confusion there. Um, yeah. I don't, I mean, there was a time that I wasn't um, tracking miles. There was a time that I wasn't on Strava. Like I was looking at my Strava and, um, uh, oh, Rainman asked a good question. What about kilometers for, to recycle on Wednesday? Say I don't track miles at all. Maybe, maybe recycle on Wednesdays tracks kilometers. Um, but, uh, there was a time where I didn't. And I think because of that, before I started Strava using Strava, I think I have a handful of miles that I just never logged anywhere. And I think, well, I mean, my first marathon, the entire training block, none of it was logged anywhere. Um, and then after that, I think for a while I was on like map my run or yeah, map my run. I think there's some miles I have in there. Um, and then some miscellaneous ones, maybe in the Nike app. No, I don't think so. I'm not sure. I don't think so though. So, but like, I think for the most part, I have all my miles in Strava regardless of however they were kind of collected. Recycle on Wednesday says, nope, not even kilometers. Um, yeah. So you just, so how do you, I mean, how do you know you even ran if you're not keeping track? I'm, I'm only somewhat facetiously saying that. Um, hmm. Yeah. Kudos to you. I, at this point, I don't think I could go back. I, I think I would still have some, I would probably, if there, if like if Strava shut down and it was like, 
uh, like maybe their data got hijacked or something and like I couldn't upload to it or I could, and I couldn't upload to like any, like maybe like all the satellites went out and there's just no more, no more way to like keep track of your data. Um, I would probably still keep some sort of log and be like, well, I know this route's about seven miles or I know that route's about five and a half and I did it three times this week and I did the 11 mile route twice. You know, I would still keep track. I think at this, I don't think I could go, I don't think I could like unring that bell anymore. Simon Evans says, there's nothing worse than running in a group and every group member has a slightly different mileage. When do you stop? <laughs> the way I always handle it is whoever has the lowest mileage tells us when we're at the next round number. That's the kind, that's the kind of way I, I handle it. Jody runs, I love all these conversations about the other, the other live stream. Jody Run says the other li- the other stream is the VIP lounge where they're eating taco pizzas, wearing two inch shorts and SL twenties. <laughs> oh, and Rainrunner says, is the other stream elites only? I don't know. Maybe. Lewis Cameron says, oh, man, that would make me insane. Push them erroneous miles over to Strava. Hmm. I'll leave them there where they are. Um, yeah. Lauren Lefebvre says, when my girlfriend realizes that Strava bugged and didn't record her run, now I ran for nothing. I can't show others I ran. Um, I, I have definitely said that to myself before, like when it's, um, like I've, I've been on a run where, uh, like I thought I had started the activity and this I think was back when I was still tracking all my activities on a phone and like, I'd start the activity and then I'd realize like, maybe I paused it at some point, like at a traffic stop or something, or maybe I had to tie a shoe or whatever it was, or whatever it was, maybe just to feel myself running. But like whatever it was, I forgot to like resume the run until like a mile or two miles later. I've been at the point where I'm like, as soon as I realize it, I would just stop and be like, should I even run anymore? Like, what's the point? What's the point at this point? Like, it's not going to be right. So I've done that. But I'm like, no, 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 no. I just got to keep going. It's still running. I still ran. Um, yeah. Um... My cow says, I watched six, I walked six miles yesterday and kind of wish I recorded it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I do record when we go on family walks, but then I usually end up like deleting them because I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I, I like to know, like I've done it once or twice just to be like, all right, so when we go for the family walk, the normal route that we do is a little bit, just a hair over two miles. So then I know, you know, uh, I could do that. Um, yeah. Chan Zhao asking the important questions. But are you sure there are only two streams? Now my mind's blown. Anything is possible anymore. <laughs> Louis Becerra says, I was definitely on the wrong live stream. I knew it when he said uh, he was a lot more professional. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Jeff Elliott records your dog walks. Do you really, Jeff? Or is that a joke? Because if you record your dog walks, do you ever get people giving you a hard time for it? Because I can imagine people like that. Would, that's the kind of thing I think that might. There was a guy like on Strava Wankers. Um, they there was a period of time where the guy was or whoever it is that is in control of that account on Twitter was posting like people's like rest day photos. So it would be like rest day three hours you know, zero, you know, uh, miles per minute. 
and it would be like three hours for like completing a puzzle or like making like a Lego something, you know? So, yeah. Well, but Jeff really does. No selfies with the dog walks, but occasional selfies on the long runs. Cool. Uh, Recycle on Wednesdays, uh, giving us more insight into the lack of recording things, is I'm pretty laid back about my running. Sometimes I'll stop in the middle to watch wildlife or to draw or write. I mostly just like being outside. I feel like you've reached enlightenment. You've, you've done it. Yeah. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, yeah, Stephen Mays says, you got to use a different app to record walks so it doesn't mess up your average pace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. That would be interesting. Because, like, I think on Nike, doesn't it, it um, it'll give you an average pace for, like, a certain amount of time, right? Some of the different apps will do that. Um, oh, yeah. But I guess, though, I think in Polar you could do that as well because you can also, like, sort your data by activity. So as long as it's recorded as a walking activity and not as a running activity, that'll work. Um, so, yeah. Um, Arnold Allen is talking about the stream says don't cross the streams I love that Ghostbusters reference there hmm. See. Simon Evans says I had a case recently of bad GPS my watch said I was running really slow but I was confused because it felt really hard I had to delete it from Strava because it was slow yeah yeah. Um, that's always so frustrating because you're like it's like, I'm something wrong? Am I getting sick? You know, it's like, am I really hurt? Or what's going on here? Uh, and Jeff keeps his walks uh, private, so he doesn't auto-share. That makes sense. <laughs> Martha says, there have been, there have been many times uh, when I pulled to the side of the trail during the pandemic to have space from a biker and forget to press start until half a mile or more later. Didn't care until I joined Strava. <laughs> that makes sense. Strava makes you neurotic a little bit, a lot of it. But I don't know. I I really just enjoy it. I, it doesn't sound the way I'm describing it. it doesn't sound like I enjoy it, but I do enjoy it. Uh, and Stephen Mays does use Nike Run Club because it keeps a global average pace. Nice. That's what I thought. Um, Colin Baker records run walks following daughter on her bike as a walk. So it doesn't screw up my Garmin VO2 max accident. Yeah, yeah. I've done, you know what? I'm not sure that I did that. Hmm. But, you know, I like to uh, run, walk with my, my daughter as she bikes. But since I have a bike now, um, we did do a bike ride together. So that was kind of fun. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I think that was our first bike ride together, maybe in 2020. Because normally in Chicago, like what we'll do is she'll ride and I'll walk over to like the bike share, like the bike share station. And then I'll go, you know, borrow a bike for half an hour and then we'll go ride and then, you know, go by the lakefront, take some selfies, sit down by the water, you know, and then uh, and then I'll return the bike. And that's what we used to do. But now, uh, but we hadn't done that because I was afraid of like bike share bikes, which probably I didn't need to be, but I was. So I wasn't doing that. Um so this was our first bike ride. I mean, I run while she's biked, but this is our first bike ride together. It was really enjoyable. I really liked it. Um, Carrie S says, Mike, what is the next shoe you are looking forward to? Next shoe I'm looking forward to is the Beacon 3. It's come out, but um, I just talked to the people or like 
Um, sometimes I work directly with people at Roadrunner Sports. Sometimes I work with their PR company. Um, and so someone, my contact over at the PR company um, sent me like another list of like uh, items to choose from. She usually sends me like a menu of things that they're like looking to push. Um, and then I could pick one. And then uh, the Beacon 3 was on that list. So I think I want to wait for that to come in. Um, and then that, that, and I'll run in that one. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I am still really looking forward to trying the Endorphin Shift. But um, my knee is feeling much better. Um, but I don't want to be like, all right, knee feels great now. And let's put it back into the thing that I think might be hurting it. So I'm going to give it a little bit of time, maybe another week, and then I'll be able to run in that one. Um, Jody Run says, I no longer pause my watch because I kept forgetting to restart. Yeah, that's kind of what I did too. I um, A lot of watches have like auto pause, which will like if you – and you can set even the threshold for what – an auto pause is so like if you're at a crosswalk or like if you stopped at a traffic light and are just walking across the street you can still be slow enough to be considered a pause but after a while i just turned that off too so i was like i don't care um and sometimes the auto pause on different watches like i felt like on apple watch auto pause was no matter which app i use was always like super aggressive and just wrong a lot of the times and so that would always frustrate me. And then with the lack of buttons, I couldn't figure out like how, which swipe or direction I would have to do to make it like just resume again sometimes. So um, uh, I just have turned off auto pause on a lot of stuff. But I do still sometimes manually pause. For example, if I have to poop in the corn, I will pause. But it still gets tracked on stride. So if I ever go look at my data in stride, you could see that there's like, you know, like a minute of just like zero movement. Well, there's movement, but there's zero running, you know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Chen Zhao says, I remember you went to Austin. Was there anything that River Trail impressive to you? Um, yeah, I mean, I got really lost when I went and ran in Austin. Um, I ended up like in a riverbed. Um, and I couldn't figure out a way to get out unless I went just backwards. So I kept going forwards and then I was running in grasses, like up to my waist high. And then I eventually found another trail. And then I was in like a, a shopping plaza. It was really weird. Um, but yeah, uh, there is like the area around the lake that's there in Austin. That's pretty nice. It's like seven miles all the way around something like that. Maybe it could be a little bit longer. But that was really nice and to run around. It's, it's a pretty active city, so there's lots of people. Well, maybe that's not so desirable right now um, to run around lots of people. But, yeah, Austin's a great city to run in. Um, I think it was on the south end of the lake. Is it a lake? I want to call it a lake. Um, there's a, an area where you can go down where you head down towards the zoo. And if you keep following that, that's where I went. And then I ended up getting real lost as well. So, beware you'll probably be fine a normal person would probably be able to be able to navigate that really uh without any issue but that was a fun trail uh, it wasn't too technical not too much elevation change um but just fun a fun run like through the woods and it was like man i get still get good cell reception i'm really close to the city i'm in the city still i think so it was nice uh mark chancoco says i'm still tracking on nike um let's see where to go uh, as soon as I start reading it, it always moves. 
Oh, uh, still tracking on Nike. After I started on Strava, because I have a bunch of runs on there, all of my shoe tracking is on there too. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. But you could, um, yeah, I mean, if you're tracking on Nike, I think Nike still pushes to Strava, doesn't it? So you can have it in both places. Uh, yeah. Bert Legas migrated all his Runkeeper runs to Strava a year ago. The history dated back to 2011. Oh, I think I might have some miles in there too. Maybe I should do that just to have it in there. But I feel like, you know, some of it's going to be so wacky. Well, I guess I didn't have too many problems with Runkeeper. My wackiest runs were the ones that I recorded using uh, a phone and the Strava app. That was like my wackiest stuff. Let's see. Fastest known juice says endorphin pro versus carbonex. Thoughts if we're talking endorphins. Um think the pros can go as far as a carbonex. Hmm. That's a good question. I think so, because there's a lot of stack height there. Um both of those shoes are shoes where I don't feel like I'm loading the carbon plate. With the Carbon X, I'm just not sure that it's that stiff of a plate. Or maybe it's just a smaller plate. I've never actually seen the plate that's in the Carbon X. But it doesn't feel like there's a carbon plate in that shoe. Um, I think that I, I think that the upper is more comfortable on the Endorphin Pro than it is on the Carbon X. Um, I think that the Endorphin Pro could be a good like ultra marathon, or like an ultra road distance uh, shoe. So I think that would be a pretty good choice. I mean, I'd pick the speed for, um, sorry, loud trucks. Um, I, I don't know if you guys can hear them, but when when they go by, like I can't even hear myself think sometimes when they go by. Um, but yeah, so I think that the, they would both be good. I think though, um, if I were to do, like if I were to run like another 50K like next week, I don't have the Carbon X with me here in, in Iowa, but let's say I did. I mean, I might be a little bit shy about picking the Endorphin Pro just because of my Saucony issues or what I think might be Saucony issues. So I still might pick the Carbon X, but the Endorphin Pro is a good choice. I just don't think I'm fast or heavy enough to load the carbon fiber plate. And I've talked about that a little bit before. Um, so I do like the speed more than the Pro. Reed Morris says, I'm trying to stop pausing my watch to be a little less obsessed with pace. Definitely some mental retraining, not a pro runner after all. Yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of what I've been trying to do too is to like not be as concerned about the number. Um, but it's hard. I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that it's hard. Uh, let's see. Jeff Elliott says, uh, I hope the 1080 version 10 goes on sale soon. I think they came out last year, so it should be soon. I thought they came out more towards the fall, but I guess we're not that far from fall, so maybe it will be soon. Um, Jeffrey Burquist asks, what's the best way to run? Um, I think the best way to run is to have a way that makes you ha lets you have fun doing it. I think that's the best way to run. So it might not be every run might, might, might not be fun, and for instance, with Maffetone, Maffetone running is not fun, at least not for the first couple months. So like fun can be like over a period of time, but um, yeah. But I think if you're not having fun with it, what's the point if it's better for you, 
you know. Jody Run says, so if your moving time, and I think he's referring to like if you're ever looking at my data, if your moving time is less than the actual time, uh, it was a, 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 a poop run. Um, it, that's probably the case. I'm trying to think of other times that I've had to stop while I've been out here. Occasionally, I'll have to stop because there's like a large like piece of farm equipment or a giant truck. That's kind of like, I'm not sure what it's doing and I don't want to scare it. Spook it. I'm talking as if it were like a, a, a cow. But like, I just want to give it room and let it do what it needs to do. And so like, there's certain times where I'll have to pause like that. But you know, if you see in my data, there's like, you know, a minute long pause. That's probably it. Occasionally I'll have to stop because like a shoe is untied or maybe I can't get the water bottle back into the flip belt. You know, that kind of, I can't like slide it back in kind of thing. But for the most part, that's, it's probably poop. <laughs> Jeff Elliott says I'm bigger like 185 pounds so for me the 1080 is almost like a tempo shoe it's like a firmer Clifton with some energy return the bond I just felt dead I didn't like it at all yeah I could see that you know and I've been recommending the 1080 for people that are taller or bigger um, because then I think that like the amount of cushion that's in there seems like a little bit extra to me but I think if I were a couple inches taller or like 30 pounds heavier um then I would like it. You know. Chrissy Al says running watches need an auto poop setting. You know what would be funny is uh, on the Apple Watch, because I've been running with the Grit X and I've been using the Apple Watch to as like a music listening device. As I'm running, because I'm only using it to like listen to a podcast or audiobook or stream music or whatever, um, it'll send me like it'll buzz and it'll say like, hey, it looks like you're running. Do you want to start like the outdoors uh, like the the workout app or whatever it's called? And it kind of gives me that option. What would be funny is if it were like, as, as I'm pooping outside, it's like, hey, it looks like you're pooping. You want me to pause your activity for you? That would be funny. That's something that like Garmin should do. Like, hey, it looks like you're, that seems like you might be pooping. That'd be hilarious. Because like, I, I think that, um, like, or I mean, I think that'd be great if, if like, if it, instead of like something between auto pause and no pause or manual only pause, if there was like a, uh, a suggested pause feature on a watch it would be kind of be like do you remember when um before there were cell phone like smartphones everyone had like the garmin or the tom was it tom tom um the gps navigation box that you had, like to push like the buttons really hard to like get it to like enter in your address um you could get them and i remember we had one and uh, I changed my like icon from being a car to being a slice of pizza. So it looked like a piece of pizza was driving through the city. I loved that. Um, and then uh, there were other ones on certain brands and we never had a brand that could do it. But there were certain ones where like you could have uh, someone else's voice on it. So I feel like I wanna say either Morgan Freeman or James Earl Jones was someone that you could have navigate. Um, I mean, we could change, you could change like the accent. So it could be like, uh, American English, British English, Australian English. Like, so it had different like accents. And for a while I was driving around with it, with the Australian American, uh, Australian English accent. And it just drove me crazy. I was like, I don't understand. Uh, like, I felt like, uh, I was in a crazy house. Cause I was like, I don't, this is so weird and so strange. Um, not, not that like, um, Australian, the way Australian people talk is, is that weird. I actually think it's pretty cool. 
but like just having that in the car and telling me like that I got to make a turn pretty soon was just like a really weird sensation. But I think it'd be awesome. That's a long way of getting back to it is if like, uh, and so like, uh, some of it was like, it would, Oh no, it was Samuel L. Jackson was another one. I think there was, cause there was multiple. Another one was Samuel L. Jackson could be the voice in your, your Garmin or your Tom Tom. Um, and like if you made the wrong turn, it would it would kind of yell at you a little bit. And so imagine if like you made a wrong turn on your watch and it would like buzz and it would like give you like a, an angry notification. Or like if you did pause at like a, uh, an intersection, say it's like it looks like you're pooping, you want me to pause your watch? But I think I think we kind of need that. I don't think we need it, but I think it'd be funny. It'd be funny. Um, Jeff Elliott says you can do that with the Google assistant. And every time I hear the assistant answer with another voice uh, on one of the kids phones, I absolutely hate it. <laughs> Chris Yao says make a right at the dingo ate the baby. <laughs> uh, Simon Evans says Tom Tom had an official Beavis and Butthead voice. The directions made no sense. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Rain Runner had a Tom Tom running watch. I didn't know that. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, crazy. Crazy. Uh, man. Yeah, that would be fun. I think I think we need to I'm going to I'm going to go talk to the people at Polar. I'm going to be like, "Hey, if you guys are in need of like an idea, maybe like an April Fools' Day joke, they could at least make a video about it that they're unleashing like a new version of the OS, like a collaboration with like Kevin Hart or something like that." Um It'd be like, you got to make the turn at the next signal, you know, something like that. Um, that'd be really funny. I think, I think I'd love to see that. I really want to see that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got to leave it there for today, everybody. Thanks everyone here uh, for joining in. And thanks everyone in the alternate Bizarro universe uh, for listening. Um, hopefully you made it over to like this live stream so we could participate all in the chat together and if i if it seems like i've been ignoring all your comments i didn't do it on purpose it was that other dude with the handlebar mustache that's been ignoring you so it wasn't me uh, <laughs> i gotta go and help my father-in-law finish putting together that swing set for the kids hopefully it doesn't end up being a death trap I kinda, there's like a 60 40 chance that it's not going to be safe for like children to use we'll see i'll update you guys tomorrow put another video out tomorrow talk about some of my heel surges that i've been doing lately um and then we'll do another live stream we'll do happy hour i'm gonna have not beer but i'll it'll be a non-alcoholic drink i'll show you guys tomorrow hopefully i'll see you then i'll try to do only one live stream tomorrow but we'll see it depends on what the string universes are, are thinking so in the meantime hopefully you guys are staying safe out there on your runs no matter what universe you're in and i'll see you in the next one thanks everybody <laughs>